In this sitting, we'll be practicing metta or loving-kindness. So please make sure you're in a comfortable posture. In formally practicing loving-kindness meditation, it's best not to be in a whole lot of pain. So for this sitting, even if if you've been sitting on a chair, if you've been working with a lot of pain in the sitting, please feel free to move onto a chair. Feel free to stand up at any point during the sitting. If you're sitting and you find that a lot of pain is occurring, feeling free to move, not to hesitate, not to work with the pain, but to actually move, to be mindful of the need to move, then moving quietly, shifting into the new posture, and then taking up the metta once again. Seeing if you can discern between pain, physical pain, and restlessness, Definitely do move when there is physical pain. It's very difficult to, in a steady way, work with loving kindness when you're in a lot of pain, physical pain. Restlessness, it's best to stay still with. As we've said before, when one moves because of restlessness, it generally causes more restlessness. And so it's an endless cycle trying to move away from the restlessness, and then the result is actually greater degree of restlessness. So instead, seeing if you can stay very quiet, very still, not moving even a finger or an eyebrow or even your eyes, actually. See if you can keep your eyeballs very quiet, very still, very relaxed and soft. And beginning simply by relaxing your body, relaxing your face, softening the muscles in your face. Letting your shoulders drop, loosening the shoulders a bit. Softening the chest area, the heart area. And relaxing the belly. Allowing your belly to soften, to drop as much as is possible. The Buddha prescribed this practice, this specific practice of loving-kindness as an antidote to fear, to anger, to self-hatred, to anxiety, to depression. The story is that over 2,500 years ago, some of his monks and nuns were sent out to share the teaching. And they went into the woods, into the forest, and found themselves quite frightened 
in the darkness of the forest. And when they came back to talk to the Buddha about this, he said, well, you have to go out again, no alternative, and I will give you an ally. I will offer you the practice of loving kindness. So he actually offered it as a protection, a protection for the heart, as well as a way to cultivate the good heart, cultivate that which is already within us. It's really important when we begin metta practice to emphasize this point that we're not trying to concoct or create anything that isn't already there. What we're attempting to do with loving-kindness practice is to cultivate the seed of loving-kindness that is already within, allowing it to mature, allowing it to grow. <coughs> Beginning with sending loving-kindness for to ourselves, and then gradually enlarging and allowing it to organically spill over onto others. Loving-kindness is an inner warmth. It's a befriending of all elements in life beginning with the inner elements. Metta is a way of coexisting peacefully with what we don't like, with those aspects of ourselves that we wish weren't there. So it's a way to befriend the difficult elements within. Of course, Metta is an inherent part of mindfulness. It's not other than mindfulness. In mindfulness, we are looking at our experiences with kind eyes. The problem is that sometimes this isn't possible. We're looking at our experiences through eyes of judgment, eyes of self-condemnation. And so mindfulness gets tinged with our conditioning, tinged by the underflow of judgment. Metta, meditation, is the isolating of a particular aspect of mindfulness. Mindfulness includes acknowledging what our experience is, accepting what our experience is, and then letting things be, letting things go. And so metta meditation is a way to isolate the middle aspect of mindfulness, this aspect of acceptance. So what we're attempting to cultivate, encouraging ourselves to cultivate right now, is an unconditional Acceptance, an unconditional affection towards ourselves. Towards ourselves in whatever ways that we may see ourselves because of our past experiences, 
because of our conditioning, the very solid ways that we define ourselves. I am like this, I am like that. And also simply experiencing, cultivating loving kindness in relationship to whatever thought or emotion, state of mind is arising in the present moment, in the here and now. This unconditional loving kindness means an acceptance of all aspects of our life, of our inner reality. It's not object-bound. It's not dependent on conditions or circumstances being a certain way. We're ending our ways of negotiating with ourselves. I will accept you if. I will befriend you if. I will love you. I will have some affection towards you if you can be with the breath for three breaths, five breaths, half an hour. We're ending whatever degree of negotiation we find ourselves involved in. And instead, we're sensing and touching, cultivating goodness of heart, pulling out the goodness that is already there. So whatever kind of confidence we can muster up that that goodness is indeed there as it is there in all beings. Sometimes it's obscured, sometimes it's not, but is there. Whatever kind of confidence, whatever kind of risk we could take right now, even if throughout our entire lives we have had not one moment of acceptance. Right now to see if something else is possible. Not to hesitate. Not to reserve any of our energies for self-judgment, for self-hatred. Throwing ourselves into the practice of loving-kindness. Practicing loving-kindness doesn't mean that difficulties won't happen, that we won't continue to irritate ourselves in some way or another. But it's a way to find a sense of inner balance. It's a way to find a sense of inner space so that the ways that we are irritating to ourselves don't have center stage so that there is space around and within something else that we can rely upon, pull on, instead of the utter belief in our limitations and difficulties. What we are over and over again cultivating is an intention. So in cultivating this intention, there may be feelings, emotions. Sometimes in bringing our attention to loving-kindness in such a specific way, isolating it in the way that we are, sometimes the opposite of loving-kindness occurs. We are more irritated. We find ourselves more angry at ourselves or the practice, the Buddha, 
etc., etc. If you find that this happens for you during this sitting, not to be concerned, not to worry about it. Just see if you cannot feed it. Sometimes when this happens, it sometimes verifies one's suspicions that one has no loving-kindness, that you're the only one left out. Everybody else, loving-kindness, but you. And so don't be suspicious, just to see it as part of the practice, this practice of letting go, of purification, of knowing ourselves as we are. So, in the practice, we use different phrases. For those of you who have a very clear and friendly set of phrases for yourself, I encourage you to use those phrases right now. And for everyone else to take up the classical phrases May I live in safety. May I have mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I be fully at ease. May I live in safety. May I have mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I be fully at ease. And the practice is too very calmly, slowly, steadily repeat these phrases over and over again, directing these phrases towards oneself. We begin with ourselves. Instead of the object of meditation being the breath, The object of meditation are the metta phrases, the loving-kindness phrases. If it helps you to coordinate the breathing with the phrases, that's fine. But it isn't necessary if you want to simply be with each phrase one at a time without the aid of the breathing to feel free to do so. You may need to experiment some and find out what helps to keep you most focused, most clear, most relaxed. In the practice of loving-kindness, we want to encourage the spirit of loving-kindness, which means no forcing, no pushing, no sense of competition, no comparing, encouraging ease, encouraging relaxation as we repeat the phrases. So not any sense of pressure or inner tension, not holding yourself tense in any way, not lost in how one should be, Instead, offering loving-kindness to how things are. 
You may want to use the phrases in a very direct way, as in, may I live in safety, may I have mental happiness, may I have physical happiness, may I be fully at ease. Or you may want to relate to yourself as a you. Sometimes, for some of us, it helps to say you when we're sending loving-kindness towards ourselves. So may you live in safety. May you have mental happiness. May you have physical happiness. May you be fully at ease. Again, this is to see for yourself which way offers you more relaxation, more ease. Which way is more nurturing, warmer, softer, And so, one phrase at a time, calmly and clearly, no need to hurry through one phrase to get on with the next. We're not interested in accumulating phrases. Sensing when it's become mechanical that meditation isn't a mantra. It's a way to steadily touch inner goodness of heart, inner affection, inner acceptance. And so when you notice that it's become automatic or mechanical, not to judge the fact that it's become mechanical or automatic, See if you can make it fresh again in some way for yourself. May I live in safety. May I have mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I be fully at ease. Whenever you realize that you've lost track of the phrases, which is bound to happen, not to use it as a cause for self-judgment, seeing if you can bring yourself back to the phrases with friendliness, with loving-kindness, with acceptance, forgiving and accepting 
the confusion, the uncertainty. And then once again, beginning with the first phrase, may I live in safety, may I have mental happiness, may I have physical happiness, may I be fully at ease. Relaxing and resting within each phrase. When you find yourself overly resting, moving into inertia, sleepiness, waking yourself up, sensing the poignancy, the powerful nature of the phrases, wishing yourself well over and over again, wishing yourself well. Seeing if you can stay away from thoughts about your life, stories, thoughts about the past, thoughts about the future, extending loving-kindness to yourself, only in the here and now, not to imagine anything, not to imagine yourself doing anything, going anywhere, becoming anyone, attaining anything. Right here and now is enough. In a way, the metta practice is a way to offer oneself vitamins It's nourishing. Over and over again, trusting this nourishment.
If you are finding yourself very resistant to sending loving-kindness to yourself, if you find yourself lost in ideas of any sort, about not deserving it or it being selfish or anything along those lines to be aware of the resistance. See if you can experience it more fully. See if you can feel the resistance in your chest or in your face or in your belly. And then very gently in as wholehearted, in as earnest a way as is possible, being fully with the phrases once again. May I live in safety. May I have mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I be fully at ease. If for whatever the reason you can't remember all the phrases, it's not a problem. Just stay with one or two. 